I just want to reiterate what you said about the age. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's such a young squad. Like I remember going to the World Cup and we're like 32-year-old Ashley Young there. And I was thinking, that's probably not the future. Bella, lovely cushion header. Vajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! What's everyone saying? You're listening to the Beyond the Gaffer podcast. You're here with your boy Kaj and your co-host Dinesha Dillon. What are you guys saying? I'm good, Kaj. I'm good. Once again, we're back Sunday morning recording this episode for you guys. I thought the last one was a really interesting one. I think it got quite heated, didn't it, between VAR and referees. But today we're back. Uh, probably one of my favourite topics as well. So I'll let Dylan introduce the episode. Yeah, hello guys. Good morning. So... This upcoming Thursday, Gareth Southgate will pick his squad for the March 2022 World Cup qualifiers. And so this episode is actually looking a bit further afield to the Euro 2020 championships that's been delayed from last year. So in today's pod, we will be looking at our 23-man squad for the Euros. And we're going to start in probably the least contentious position. Well, in my opinion, that is. And we're looking at goalkeepers. So what we have in front of us is sort of a list of about 40 to 45 players that we think have a reasonable chance of making the England squad for the June Championships. And we're sort of going to go through the players and sort of find out who's in our team and who's not. And we're going to start with the keepers. So we have Pope, Pickford, Henderson, Johnston and Darlow on the list. Now, I mean, for me, like I said, it's probably the least contentious position as I think the three keepers sort of picked themselves. And for the last couple of England squads, they haven't actually changed. So it looks like it will be a Pope-Pickford and Henderson situation. Who will start in June is another is another question that Gareth will have to answer. But I think those three keepers are probably unlocked. Do you guys have any uh, any other opinions? Do you think Darlow and Johnson have a late shot? Dinesh, I know as a Newcastle fan, you've been a big fan of Darlow oh, this season. Oh, my guy, man. I, I've got to say, like, big shout out to Darlow because he stepped up when he needed to this season. Uh, what I was going to say is, I think he, he at one point he'd made, like, mo- the most saves... Um, until unfortunately he was displaced by Dubravka now, so I think his chances of getting into the <laughs> into the into the lineup for England is probably quite short. But he's had a really good season, I think. He's done really well. But like he said, I think those three keepers are pretty much they pick themselves, don't they? Just on Pickford, what do we think as just his sort of repertoire, and do we think he can continue as the number one? I think he'll continue as the number one purely based on his performances in the World Cup uh, a couple of years ago. And I think Southgate has his favourites. I don't see any keeper in England being a clear favourite in terms of the number one position because I've seen even even Pope, for who I thought was pretty good a few seasons ago, hasn't really been that great. Uh, it has made a few mistakes as well. That's the only thing I would say. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pickford's played well for England, hasn't he? He hasn't actually made a blunder that I can remember playing for England. But his... I guess his his form and his rotation this season under Ancelotti is a bit of a concern. Um, and he got injured yesterday as well, didn't he? So you never know. But I think that's probably Gareth's probably one of his biggest dilemmas um, for June who starts. But 
I think he'll definitely make the squad. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. I think on. Henderson will be a big shot. Uh, sh- uh, sorry, I think Henderson will probably be a big shout if he plays to the end of the season with United, especially with Maguire and centre back, which we'll move on to, because just for that communication between the back line and just because he has that repertoire. I with think him. what the like United fans are already a bit annoyed with Henderson. Like he has made a couple mistakes already, and I know they're already calling for De Gea to come back in. But I hope over time, like. If he just continues playing, and hopefully he does get the number one spot eventually at United, he will get that confidence he needs. Because we know he is a top keeper, um, and he's got the potential to become a top keeper. It's, again, it's just all about game time, isn't it? He just, he's had a bit of time off now since he was online at Sheffield United. So one day, probably, but I don't think he's nowhere near ready to start at the moment. Just back on Pickford, I just wanted to say, I was watching um, the Everton-Burnley game yesterday. The one thing he is very good at is his distribution. I think especially that will be important um, against these tough defences as well, where you need to like sort of get away on the counter attack very quickly, and he can find that pass, especially to the wing backs. So in that sense, he's very good. The shot stopping, I mean, remains to be seen. I, I don't know. Like Tim said, he hasn't actually made. So the actual yeah, goalkeeping, the goalkeeping right? Is the modern stuff. <laughs> the terms, so the actual goalkeeping is is the big, is the big issue. issue, but he's able to. I mean, he's not everyone's favourite, is he? But Look, I don't we... think we can argue that he should be the number one, just because Pope hasn't played enough. He hasn't got experience at the highest level playing in these major tournaments for England. So I'll back Pickford. I'm happy to go with him. Yeah, for me, there's not many choices for now, but I'll I'll yep. just go for Pickford. Um, so guys. If you move on from the goal goalkeepers, one thing I thought we should start off is is maybe the centre backs and then move on to the full backs. What's your choice for the centre backs uh, that Gareth Southgate could choose? Just so starting off. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got we got a choice. Like, I mean, there's a, there's quite a lot of centre backs. I think we've got like Maguire, Stones, um, Michael Keane, Cody, Mings, and I guess as a CDM slash centre back, Eric Dyer. So there's a lot of choices, but I think you do need like four centre backs for a tournament. You definitely need at least four for just for the cover. Um, and I think everyone knows that Maguire is going, and that's, I think, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think John Stone has probably played himself into contention. He's had an excellent season. Um, a goal-scoring centre-back as well. Uh, what was it, fourth goal yesterday yeah. of the season? Smashing it. So he, he's playing them well. So I think those two are, are sort of lock-ins. But I think it's the other four that are a bit probably more contentious. Like, I don't know what you guys think, but I would probably take... For me personally, it's a it's a Connor Cody and a a Connor Cody pick over someone like Michael Keane, but that's just personal preference. I think he's this Wolves defense is has improved in recent weeks. Let's just say, I know it's probably not the most sturdy in the Premier League, but from when I watched Cody play, maybe it's a little bit of Liverpool bias as well. <laughs> um, I, I would have him in my my squad. Do you prefer Cody over Keane? Is that what you're saying? What, what, I do, what and do I, think, I know the Mings as well. What do you think well. Cody brings differently Mings. to Keane? Just out of interest. I just think aerially, I think he's he works better in a in a three man defense. Like you know, Gareth plays in a plays with a back five sometimes. He tries it out, and Wolves have Wolves sometimes do do that where they have tried to do that with Sykes on one side and Bolly and Bolly on the other. I think that he will play better in a three than Michael Keane will. Keane's been in and out of the team, you know, with Mina and um, Godfrey this season. I just think that. I think that Cody would be my my sure pick with probably Walker acting as a fourth choice centre back um, 
interesting. And you can play right back and center. No, back I agree. Well. I think, it's just um, my opinion. Like you said, that that back three sort of experience is pretty invaluable, isn't it? Because playing from a back two to a back three is a completely different game. And Cody plays that pretty much all the time, whereas Keane doesn't really. But I actually quite, I actually really like Keane. Personally, I haven't actually picked him in my center back choices, but I think purely he's he's got a lot of experience played in the premier league for a long time now with both burnley and everton now and i think ancelotti sees him as his first choice center back i think he's the first name on the team sheet out of the center back choices he has so i think that experience is pretty invaluable but i'm not picking him purely because i think villa have had such a good season and tyron mings i it's i hate to say it because i actually thought i didn't rate this guy at all but he has actually been very good and now I've watched him a lot more I've, I've seen him develop and I think another point very importantly is he's left-footed in the back three that that's pretty that's pretty unique and you need someone on that left-hand side who can who is a naturally left-footed player because then they can play those passes well they have angles that right-footed players just don't have so for me personally I'm picking Mings on that basis but I do think Keane is a very good choice as well. I mean, it's a stupid statement to say, but he is part of the defence that have, I think Aston Villa have got the most clean sheets in the Premier League alongside yeah. Man City uh, when looking at that. So Mings has to be a p- big part of that. I mean, my knowledge of centre-backs, I think Holding could arguably be in contention, but I'm saying arguably because I doubt we'll I don't think, think he is still that so. good enough to be an English yeah. star. Yeah, clutching, clutching the, the, yeah, clutching the straws. <laughs> Alright, um, but I I agree with you, Thinish. I think it should be Maguire, Stones, and like Mings should definitely be the three centre backs we should England should build around in terms of the centre defence. And then our four centre backs really depends on what formations we want to apply, uh, put through. So like, if we want to move to a three at the back, then Walker should probably be up there as a like a four choice centre back or something like that. But it kind of gives us good segue into how we should choose our full backs really uh, for. And we could start off with left back and then move on to right back, which I think is a more contentious discussion. So, who do you guys think we should take for left back position or left wing back position if we are playing three and five at the back? So, I would say this was a position actually a couple of years ago I was actually really concerned for England about. There wasn't a standout left back. We seem to have all these right backs coming through which we'll talk about in a bit, but it seemed to me that the left-back position was sort of getting overlooked and there was no player sort of slotting. And I was actually really concerned for the, the the balance of the side, but I'm glad to say that Luke Shaw, what a season he's had. What an absolute season he's had. And I would be gutted if he didn't make the team um, for the Euros. He's had an incredible season. I think Luke Shaw will probably, in my opinion, probably be my starting left-back. You know, I think he's definitely shown everything to get our top to the level that Gareth requires for, for this summer. And he's obviously slotting to that United team, keeping out Tellez. Um, so I don't think that's that's much of a contention. And obviously you've got Ben Chilwell, um, who's, you know, he was starting every game on the Lampard. I know he's been sort of in and out with Alonso under Tuchel as he looks to find his best 11. But I think those are by far the best two left-backs that we have. I think if you... You can you can make a case for maybe like Aaron Cresswell, who's had had a phenomenal season, but for me, Shaw and Chilwell would probably pick themselves. Interestingly, now I think about it, Cresswell would actually be a very true pick because he's been playing in the back three for West Ham, so he has got that experience playing as a left-sided centre back and the versatility of playing a left back. 
So I I don't know about that one. I don't know what is what's happened with him, why he hasn't been picked for England. But you might actually be a very shrewd choice. It, it's also the big club bias here, right? So if you're if you play for a club like Manchester United, Chelsea, uh, Man City, you are more likely to be noticed by Gareth Southgate because you're playing against a much higher opposition relatively. If you also compare it to the Europe as well, so that's probably why they consider compared to Cresswell. I don't know. I'll let you. I'll but yeah, sorry. Carry back on. to what Dylan was saying. Yeah, without a doubt, Shaw has to be the number one choice for left back. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. He's managed. He's like transformed himself into a complete fullback. Both defensively, he's been super solid. And going forward, I think that's an element that he wasn't really known for. But he's added that to his game. He's. I mean, I can't say he's scoring more goals now, but he he has <laughs> scored. But just the creation um, and the link up with Rashford on that left-hand side has been so important for Man United. So I think keeping that connection for England as well, I think will be really important just because like having those two playing playing side by side, it just works, doesn't it? They do it week in, week out. Yeah, brilliant left back. Chilwell, I, I don't really feel sorry for him because I feel like he, he's been criticised defensively. Uh, Attacking-wise, we know how good he is. Set-piece delivery, he's got that in his locker as well. But I don't think he's as assured, assured. Um, especially when we come up against these big nations. I can see Chilwell getting spun by like an Mbappe, for example. I don't really <laughs> want to see that happen. But to be fair, I could see everyone be spun. Like I see Luke Shaw, and I think he's been he can easily get. But spun if you've seen him this season, Mbappe. playing in the cha- like playing in Champions League, playing nope. in Europa League, he's just been so solid. Like so, I don't know. I feel a lot more. Nah, Shaw's been solid, Shaw. but I still think I I still think he's able to get spun, essentially. Well, I mean, yeah, if he's players. playing against Depend- Mbappe, I mean, there's the no shame in getting spun by Mbappe. Yeah. Is. I I mean, not just it's not it's not just Mbappe. Like obviously, Mares is obviously a very very good player as well. Of course, you play against but, him in yeah, the no, Euros, wouldn't you? Uh, it's, yeah, yeah <laughs> but just, this is no, but that's an example. Where he just got spun in the Premier League, right? Uh, a couple of times but that's just one example of how he's been spun that's why um okay fine i guess Shaw is definitely a definite candidate for a left yeah. back right but then moving on to a right back this is a bit oh my there's God. a lot of right backs uh for england we so could have a full you, 11 of right backs yeah, how do you go about got yeah, that know. many so i mean where do we start should we start with your boy dude trent what do you think my boy Trent, what a guy! I mean, I mean, he's had a what a bit of a mixed season. Let's 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 put that puts it mildly. Let's just say that um, he's definitely not hit the heights of last year. Um, he's down in the number of assists, and obviously the front three being misfiring. Liverpool obviously have to have had their struggles, but he would still make my twenty-three man squad. I think I still think he's he has defensive liabilities but I mean most defenders have liabilities he does he's not the greatest in a, in a one-on-one situation um like I would I would probably take Wan-Bissaka over in a one-on-one situation than Trent but I think what he offers going forward is what England need and England I think if, you, if you're looking at their team in general I think their defense is probably the the weaker side of the game than the attack so why don't we, why don't we take the game to the opposition and I think Trent in my opinion is probably the best right back to do that I mean, for for Trent, right? It's a question for you, Dylan. But how does he perform best under Liverpool, right? Because then it might mean that uh, England might have to compensate by having a bit bit more security in midfield, 
or just more security also at three at the back or just someone a lot more secure and right centre back I don't know I mean England that's, play with that's what, they have to cover don't they of the CDMs um, which allows Trent to get forward similar to like what Liverpool had um, so in, it, that's why it does work for him for England um, it's just that there, there seem to be a lot, a lot of other players like up the pecking order right behind him like Trippier is probably a great case playing enough playing for Atletico Madrid and he's had so many assists this season I don't, I don't watch a lot of La, uh, La Liga but he's another one who's who's probably pushing for Trent's starting position. Although I'd rather see him at right back than at left back. Oh, God. I saw him at, I don't want to see that. Gareth has played him as left back a few times. I'm not, not sure about that one. Um, but yeah, like, look, Reese James is probably probably in, in the mix. You know, Walker can play there. Juan Bissaka. So it's a very, very... We could have included Lamptey if he wasn't injured as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, he's he one for the right, future. right wing back, I think. Um, but there's so many right backs. I mean, it, it's... I don't think who you choose, you could probably give too much contention to who you choose. I think they all very good right backs, but for me, Trent Trent would make it, um, and probably Gar- uh, Kieran Trippier. It pains me to say, but genuinely, I just don't think I can take him. I, I no, genuinely, I think this kid, yeah, has to be one of the best right backs in the world. Like over the last three seasons, I don't think there's anyone better. But the problem is. People were saying that purely because of his attacking output, and there's no doubt this kid can cross for like like a De Bruyne. The set pieces are ridiculous, but defensively he's not up to scratch. And I just I don't think I could do it. So you're saying he's a much he's a very system player, like in that he suits Klopp's system so well. I don't think it's a system thing. That- that's I don't how think he's it able a system to system thing because even if he played in a back three and he'd have that sort of additional assurance of another centre back there, he'd still get caught out. And even this season, he's giving away the ball so many times. I mean, Dylan, I don't know what you think about that as well. That I'm just very worried that the confidence that he's that you know he's very low on confidence at the moment. And I know we should separate the the sort of England situation and the club situation, but. It's, it's hard to take him on that basis because if he's not even putting up the attacking numbers, which is, you know, which is what he's known for, and we've got so many other creative players going forward, I just don't see why we can take him. Like, what's, what's he useful for? Rah, what's he useful for? It's a genuine question. I mean, Dylan, can I just say one thing before I let you speak? Because obviously you're the Trent expert here. I would say that in terms of his attacking output and ceiling, it's a lot, lot higher than it, what any other player has shown. Uh, in terms of our other right backs, yeah, I mean, well, Lamptey's injured, right? But he's far better than James Tripp, uh, Trippy and Walker in terms of like the number of assists he produces from that flank. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Like, last yeah. few seasons, since yeah. the since the start of the like last season, I think he's got more right. He's got more assists. He gets more assists than most attackers do. He's that good. Exactly, and I think he, he he's. I think that's why for me, I would I would take him. Yes, there's probably a Liverpool bias, but I think and I think that Gareth will actually will take him as well. I'd be very surprised if he left out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you can make a case for the other right backs. I mean, I, like, look, Tripp, Trippier I, is is another good good right back, and I, I would have no problem taking him. I mean, Reece James is is coming into his own. I think this tournament might come slightly soon for him potentially. I know he's been playing for England recently, but I wouldn't take him for this one. I think, but he will play in the future. Um, Me personally, his time I, will come. I would love to start Walker. I think he gets a lot of flack for no reason because he's still an incredible right back. He, he has everything. He's strong. He's he's a he's more quick. complete fullback. He's exactly. a more complete he fullback. He can do That's everything. Like, this guy's recoveries are insane. 
he's he's brilliant. Um, and I think if we want that assurance um, and a presence, and he can tuck in as a sort of an auxiliary centre back and just give Luke Shaw on the other side if he's playing just the freedom to go forward, I think that would work really well. So I would I would personally start Walker either at a right back capacity or centre back if we're playing that way, or if he's playing centre back, start Trippy. I think both would be both would be brilliant options. Um, and Trippy's experience again invaluable. Both of their experiences invaluable. I don't think has Trent played at a major tournament yet. I don't think he has, has he? You didn't play in the no. World Cup. I, I don't think so. No, no. So, uh, I can't remember. I mean, we have to. But yeah, I do hope he can find the form that he showed before. But right now, I don't think we. I don't think I could take him. Yeah, I mean, I think World Cup experience is a bit overrated purely because well, Mbappe came into the no World Cup experience, shone the place up and won that's that's all i'll say um i guess okay right backs we can talk about forever right so because there's so many players i guess we can move on to the central midfield to see what kind of options we have there and then maybe it'll help us facilitate in terms of what kind of right back we could choose depending on that um i'm gonna start off with you dylan what uh what do you think and which players would you try and take what in the midfield from i mean if we're looking at sort of a a CDM kind of role. I mean, I love my boy Jordan Henderson. I think he has to go. You know, he captains his 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 club. I mean, he's he'd probably be up there if Kane was injured. Is that a big injury, though? Is he out for a while? Uh, he should be back. For, he should be back mid-April. I'm hearing, so he should be fit. Um, okay. And I, I'm hoping he goes. Yeah. And I think Henderson, Henderson deserves to go. I, I, I see, I see no issue with him. And I guess I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think him and Rice uh, will probably will probably make the starting eleven. In all honesty, the way Gareth plays, um, he, again another one who's had a fantastic season, Declan Rice. Big shout out to him. Yeah, no, so, that's no, Danish, I thought you were going to come in there, but... Um, I will, don't worry. I thought with Declan Rice... <laughs> no, so, for me, it really depends on how he's uh, how he's setting up the team, really. If it is going to be like a 4-3-3, or if it's going to be like a 4-2-3-1, I have two... Instead of having two central midfielders, have like one... I just talking about in the defensive zone. I think, regardless, Rice and Henderson should definitely be the choices that Gareth Southgate is, should choose. Henderson, because he's just been colossal for Liverpool over the last few years and Declan Rice has also been pretty like amazing for West Ham uh, this season and then the, he's one of the big reasons why they're in contention for fourth place I don't know about you yeah. Sinesh couldn't agree more I think my issue with this current England squad is we're probably lacking leaders and Henderson is one of the few players who can step up and be a leader for the team especially midfield which is arguably the most important position you need someone who can dictate dictate the plays make sure people track him back doing the work and he's that guy no without a shadow of a doubt rice again phenomenal season him and suchek been brilliant haven't they for west Ham? and he's become a more complete midfielder i think he can go forward as well i think that get that gets overlooked in his game if you actually watch him play he makes some really good runs going forward and he can carry the ball pretty well for for quite a tall guy as well um and i think like dill said like left back was probably one of the positions that we had an issue with and cdm was definitely looking like that position but i think he's locked that 
he's locked that place down for England. I think we've got some solidarity there. I guess we haven't really had those positions sorted for like a, a long, very long, long time. time. I think I especially cent- especially central like central defensive midfield, right? Even like the like the golden generation of like Scholes, Gerrard, and Lampard, and so on. We never really had that then. I mean, we could have had Carrick, but Sven never played it, so it's quite nice to see us actually have some It's quite scary to think he's only 22 as well. He's so young. He's going to come into the prime of his career soon, and he's already playing at a very good level. So hopefully he can only get better in that sense. What about some of the other options? I mean, we've got Phillips down here. Do I know you're a big fan of him. What do you think? Yeah, big fan of Calvin Phillips. I mean, what, first Leeds player to play for England in, what, in 17 years he was last year? I mean, that's impressive in itself, and I think that shows the kind of season he has. I mean, I know some people, like we mentioned already, miss the tournament experience and worry about a lack of it. And obviously, he has he's only had, I think, one cap for England. So, on that basis, you you could argue then, he, should he take him to the Euros? But I think, look, if you're good enough, you'll go, right? And I think he's had a very, very good season um, for Leeds. Leeds. Leeds play, yeah, I guess, a different style of football to what England play, but I've been a big fan of him. They sort of, they've struggled without him. These last, what, six weeks, he just come back from injury. They lost to like four of those games. So it shows how integral he is to that team. Um, so he would make my 23-man squad. But I know, I know you guys, you know, I think you, you like Eric Dyer a bit more. Um, and I, I, I can see why. Uh-huh. He's definitely an option. I mean, uh, some Eric Dyer for Tottenham. I don't know. I, I'm personally not, the, not his biggest fan, but um, I don't know what you guys think. Well, I'm not a fan. I think, Thin, as you can... Uh, I was going to ask you about a certain option I want to bring up, but uh, yeah, I'll let you talk about Just diet. on diet, I, I mean, this is a common theme in my squad because I think experience is very important and it goes back again to the point that he's played a number of major tournaments now. He's very versatile in the positions that he can play. It's a bit sad to see that he's not playing as much football as he was at the start because I think Mourinho really liked him. He was, he was a first-choice centre-back but he's not really playing so much now. So maybe on that basis, he might not go, but I think he should still go purely because he can play centre-back. He can play right-back if needed. He can play central midfield. That versatility is so key. And the experience, again, like I said, is so important. Um, So I I would take him on that basis. But Phillips has been very good. He takes the set pieces as well for Leeds as well. So he can definitely pass the ball. uh, Very assured very short on the ball too um he controls he controls the midfield really well so i wouldn't be opposed to taking him either catch what who was the option you were going to bring up i mean this is actually where you can really come in right so a couple of year, years ago when we talked about this i brought up um, oh, what a guy. And oh, we, we always yeah that's guy. the thing we all thought it was too soon and now that you've actually seen him play so you you're you actually have a tendency i hope you you actually might consider putting him. I think it's too soon to bring him, but I definitely think he has a qual- he has qualities that not many other players in the England squad have, and that's why he might be considered. But I still, yeah, it, I think it's too soon. But maybe one for Honestly, the future. Honestly, it's, it's actually know. so true. Now I've watched him play for a few games. He is exactly like see? what you see. Newcastle you see what I see in it. He is so different to like a Shelby or a Hayden where. He's very composed on the ball for a start, but he's very willing to make those runs from midfield into the box. Arsenal DNA, that isn't it? Arsenal I've been DNA. so impressed with him for for a very young player, and he's and he's tall as well. He's he's very agile. He's pretty quick as he's pretty quick as well. I think the only thing is the defensive side of the game, which you'll only get better with with time. And he's definitely, I think, he's his positioning and his tracking back has improved a lot. I think 
I wouldn't say that's down to Bruce, but I think just because of the system we play, he needs to do that a lot more than he used to. Ask you, you give no credit to Bruce, you know. You give no credit to Bruce. But yeah, ever, he's, de- right. he's definitely right. proved that in his game. So maybe a few, maybe an option, yeah, for the future. What do you think? Do I, 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 I know you haven't seen much of him. I mean, I, mean I, I don't watch Willick day in, day out, but I could end the conversation by saying he's definitely going to make this one. Oh, um, I, 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 I no, can tell you, you now. Know what? I mean, I, I'll give I, you, you know some what? money. If Finish, you, would have said, you had the same opinion as him, right? But now that you watch him, you're like, you know I what? Actually, I see what Kat says, isn't it? But how actually, confident are you? He, he might be yeah. a good player, but he how confident are you going to make the squad? As a ball carrier, so th- yeah. for thirty-five million, his career goes downhill. Potential. It? That's the <laughs> that's the problem. It's not you haven't got the complete player yet. In terms of he's he's that guy that will carry the ball and he'll run into midfield. He'll be that third man run into midfield and he'll provide goals. But it's just yeah, I do agree with yeah, Dylan. He Pernal, probably won't right? go. Should we move on to probably? I, I can tell you now, it's not a probably. It's not a probably. He is not yeah, going. He's not going. Again. He's not going. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean. <laughs> This is where actually talking about now central midfield becomes interesting because we're going to move on to the attacking midfielders. And I think this will... The number of options that we have in this position are quite big. We've never... I don't think we've it's had this insane, many options it? for a while, oh my right? God. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to take a lot of the meat of the discussion, right? Because I think the one the one good thing is by having so many options and so many different profiles of players, it gives a lot of tactical, tactical flexibility for Gareth Southgate in terms of how he wants to set up for against different teams. I mean, we'll start off with... Okay, the attacking midfielders, depending on how we want to go about it. Uh, shall we start off with... Okay, let's start off with Foden, the wow. golden boy. Wow, this kid, I swear, he's the best talent England have had in a very... Probably since Rooney, I'd say. He is that good. Big statement, I love it. He is that good on the ball. Big statement, big statement. Honestly, I, I don't know why he doesn't play week in, week out for Pep, because Pep just takes a piss with his lineups, doesn't he? But He reminds me of Iniesta, to be honest, the way he dribbles sometimes. Do you not think like the ball just sticks what to What I don't feet? understand is, he. But yeah. I don't think he's actually... Well, okay, maybe he is stronger than he looks, but he just doesn't lose the ball at all, does he? The way he dribbles is no. insane. So, as a, cre- as a creative driver... He, he has to be the future of England, doesn't he? And the goal-scoring ability, his finishing is so underrated as well, isn't it? We know he can score a goal. It's just where he would play. Is midfield his best position? Is on the wing potentially his best position? I don't know. So, so where do you... So you don't... So do you think it's further forward? I think, instead he, of like I think he's better further forward. Just because he can score a goal um, and, he can, and he can beat a man. But maybe we could mould him into a, a third midfielder. Who knows? What do you guys think? I mean, look, he has he has to go right, but I'm and I have to agree with you when he's saying I like him playing further forward. He de- he he always takes on his man, and he always like he likes cutting inside, you know. And I think that's what England need players that actually go at the opposition. Um, as we sort of been miss we sort of miss that, you know, that whole backward sideways sort of England philosophy. I would like to see him play further forward rather than as a as a third midfielder. I think um, I just worry about his. His lack of game time. I know he can pick up, pick up quite quickly. I know, and then Pep rotates oh, maybe too much. Um, I just wanted to get a run of games in the team for City um, to bring that into the Euros. I think he's just had such a stop-start season, but he's good. He's definitely good enough to go. But from now to the end of the season, I hope Pep just plays him because I want him to just get the minutes up, the confidence, you know, the fitness, just in case. Because I think maybe just coming in straight into the Euros, if he hasn't played for like he's played one game in five, is maybe not the best, but. His ability is incredible. See, I think, 
See, I think uh, I think the opposite because I think Pep probably handled it really well. So you compare it to like Klopp. Obviously, it's an English discussion, but a lot of the Liverpool players look tired. So like with Foden, I think by the time like it's, well, at least when the Euros come, for example, he'll be a lot more fresher than a lot of players who've played a lot of minutes. And I think he'll uh, Pep's handled that really well. I mean, I think I think Foden definitely has to play be in the starting eleven. It just really depends on. It comes down to you, like what you said, Tinish. Where is it? Is it further forward or is it closer to central midfield? I prefer probably closer to central midfielder, Interesting. purely because I'd like I like I like having a lot of technicians on on the ball and like the way I see. I know we this is talk about starting eleven here, but it's more like I feel like for the amount of attacking talent we have, I think we should focus on one central defensive midfield, like a four three three, and then have as many attacking talents as possible and Foden could be as part of the R3 instead of moving to him towards our front three which is already stacked with talent yeah. that's the way well, I, I guess we it. all know Foden's gonna go what about some of these other options so we've got Mr Mason Mount here Chelsea's Chelsea's fanboy what do you guys think I mean before you start off we should probably list out all the options that we have because we can't even go yeah. through all of them specifically actually so like all right if we go to attacking mid we've got Mount Madison Lingard, well, you've got uh, Deli Ali. I mean, I don't think he's going to be considered as much before. And you've got Jack Grealish as well. I mean, that's our wealth of options yeah. there. Yeah, so just on Mount, there was an incredible stat yesterday on the Chelsea game that he'd only missed five games for Chelsea in the last 94, 94. games or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah do you heard that as well, didn't you? That was just incredible. That just shows the faith that both Lampard and Tuchel now has in him. And there's obviously something there. Again, he's very different to some of these options because... He's more of a goal-scoring midfielder or attacking midfielder in that sense. I think, again, he carries the ball very well, links up the play really well. He hasn't really done much wrong for him not to go. It's just, is he better than some of these other options? I, I just don't know. The perfect person to compare him to is probably like yeah. Madison, right? Do you think he's better than Madison? Because they, they play some They're of the so styles. Different though, aren't it's they? D- difficult question, yeah. It's so way. different. Madison is very much more, like you said, the technician kind of player. Him and Tielemans, are, they are the links between the midfield and attack. He'll play those those killer passes to Vardy, for example. So I think for the England midfield, if we're playing him in a three, Madison, I think, is the perfect player in that position. I think compared to Henderson and Rice, he's that, you know, he, he brings that difference of playing those sort of killer through balls to the attacking players. So, on that basis... A good set-piece yeah. threat as well. And I mean, yeah, the set-piece yeah. you know, he's incredible. He's more of a set-piece set set than Mount. Not to say Mount can't um, take a set-piece, because I've seen him score three, three kicks as well. But he, for me, it's Madison over Mount in that sense. Yeah, same. I Just think it's a difficult decision. Though. I think it's a very difficult decision, yeah. Difficult decision. You can't really argue either way. Yeah. Um, but, for, yeah, I've got to agree with Finish there. Madison, Madison over Mount. Couch, what do you think about those two? the opposition that he's faced so like he was one of the best players against Atletico Madrid right like Atletico Madrid and we'll see how he fares in the Champions League but the fact that Lampard and like you said Tuchel both rate him really highly is probably one of the reasons why I do it and I I think Madison's injury record is probably something that I put against him do you get where I'm coming from you want fit players um but yeah I mean once we I mean we talk about attacking midfielder right let's let's move on to the front three Grealish, for example, could actually be talking about. We could talk about an attacking midfielder as well, right? But um, 
How do you, how do you guys think about Jack Grealish before we move on to the front th- front three? You know well, what? I think he's been three. what England have been crying out for for a while. Someone who actually takes the ball, drives with it, runs with it, takes his man on. I, I mean, watching him is an, is an absolute joy, and he's been integral to this Villa side this season. Obviously, look, you can see their struggles recently without him. His his injury, but man, he's what England need. Like at, at first, I thought Gareth wasn't going to pick him. You know, there was all this talk about how Grealish. You know, he's won won the most fouls, carried the ball the most, and and he wasn't in Gareth's squad, and he got, only got called up. I know, for an injury to like Henderson. I know, and I was just thinking, what are you watching? But now he started. I think he started all the Nations League games. Um, so I think Gareth has finally realised how good he is. But yeah, I mean, quick word on him. Like you're saying, what an absolute player has to go, and I think he will. Have, he will have to start. I, I just, I just can't see him, him not starting. And I think I'll, I'll be. I think as an England fan, if I woke up in June and against Czech Republic and didn't see him on the team sheet, I'd be scratching my head. When we talk about. Yeah, I mean, I thought that is Jack Grealish. Like, it, without him in that Villa side, I'm not saying they're nothing, but they aren't Villa. Basically, he is Villa. He is that talisman for that team. You have to take him on that basis. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. Absolute technician on the ball, beats whoever he wants for far. Goal scorer, goal scorer as well. Goal scorer, pieces. leader. Brilliant. Has to go. He's uh, the whole platitudes, isn't it? When, it, yeah, I think we we couldn't go talking about England without speaking, giving a special word for Jack Grealish because I think he is going to be uh, key for us in terms of going far in the tournaments. I mean, he plays the left wing position most of the time in Aston Villa, right? That, again, is a bit like the right back position. There are a lot of options there and there's different profiles as well. One player I really liked in left wing positions or as a as a player so far this season is Marcus Rashford. I mean, no one can hate the guy, innit? He feeds uh, kids... <laughs> For one, feeds the kids. But, um, legend. Feeds uh, the kids. Top he guys, feeds top the kids, guys. isn't it? He feeds I the kids. That, that. He, uh, no, but ge- genuinely, um, I think Marcus Rashford's statistics have been phenomenal this year. Um, what do you guys think in terms of how he, if he should be? I'm a huge week? Rashford fan. I think he's so underrated for what he is. People forget that he's still only 23. He's a kid basically, and he's been around for so long, playing at the highest level. It's yeah. ridiculous what he's done. And like you said, the the numbers you can't fault him. He's He's found his position now, which is really good to see. I think he's realised that he's not so much an out-and-out striker and he's, he prefers playing on that left wing now where he can cut inside, he can beat people, have a shot. That's exactly what England need. And just with like going back to the point about the connection with Luke Shaw on that left-hand side, I want to see that again for England. I think he has to start for me. It's like that ultimate Jeez. team link, isn't it? It's just that green bar, isn't it? That green bar. Is that green bar on the left. Dill, uh, what about you, then, um, Rashford? N- yeah, you want A. I mean, look, like he's he's really young, and he's his numbers have been have been impressive this season. He just like his inconsistencies up just infuriates me. Like it just it just gets to me sometimes. Oh, and I, look, every play inconsistency every, every, in terms of what yeah. I I can see it in terms of his finishing. Yeah, his finishing. His finishing. Like, like, honestly, some of his finishing like when he when I saw watch him score that hat trick against Leipzig, like everything he touched went in. And then I watched him like some other games. I'm like, just hit the target, man. I, I mean, look, every player is inconsistent, right? Um, but he, I don't know why, for some reason, he just annoys me. He, like, he would go for me and he has to go. He, this season, he's been incredible. But sometimes, I think maybe, maybe it might just be an aging. He might, he's not even in his peak of his, he's not even in his peak of his prime, right? He's only 22 or whatever he is. So he, the years ahead. And he went to the World Cup and he obviously contributed to our run to the semi final. His just inconsistency just, like, just annoys me. And, like, he's got competition on that side. Like, 
obviously you can play Raheem Sterling there. Like, can you really? You, you talk about you talk about inconsistency. I was just going to say this guy Yeah, like Raheem Sterling. I know. I know. Raheem Sterling misses. So, no, this is the thing. It's not about finishing chances, right? For me, it's about the movement in those positions. If your movement is very good, you will get loads of chances. And if you get loads of chances, you're always going to miss. Like, so many players miss chances, right? It's about just having that great movement. And that's what Rashford... And like you said, Sterling oh bring God. as well. So I don't know if you can... I, I really yeah. like Sterling, to be fair. Like, I think he's got a lot better under Pep. And now he's got a lot older. Even when he has a bad season, he still actually does very well if you look at his numbers. But like you said, for some reason for England, I just don't get it. He just can't seem to replicate the form that he has for City, for England, and I'm not sure He's why, opposite if it's Pickford, a system isn't he? thing, <laughs> or I don't know, something's just not right, and I can't trust this guy in an England shirt, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I don't want this guy in my starting eleven. Raheem Sterling, but what a conundrum he is, oh man, I mean, oh, he gets into the right positions, he just he does miss a lot of chances, I, I can't disagree with you there, um... Oh, but Sterling, I just, I, some, I always feel like when he comes on, he can change the game. But yeah, you're right. Do I want him starting? He's uh, he's our most dangerous player, man. Like when I look at the World Cup, uh, 2018, I'll say 2020, um, World Cup, Sterling was by far our biggest threat throughout every single game because of his, his runs in behind, his movement is just, he just cause, ha- causes havoc, right? And I think one of the reasons why we didn't do that well in the semi-finals because Gareth Southgate took him off. And that's why I think he's, defi- he's he definitely has to go regardless of anything. He plays for the best team. He racks up the, be- the best numbers. And he's always up. I mean, look, he's got 13 goals no what, in 58 games for England. That is not... It, it goes back to, I mean, again, it's, not, it's, it's okay. in 2018, did he? In the World Cup? No, no. I don't think he did. And this is what yeah, but he was still he was still doing the creativity is there, but but you need someone who can score goals. And if there's someone that I want to score a goal for England, I would I would choose Rashford over Sterling. I think we've lost Dylan. Yeah, Yeah, I think we've (laughs) lost Dylan. Right. (laughs) All right. So let's just give. I mean, well, let's just carry. Let's just yeah. pause? Pause. All right. And we're back. So we ended off the discussion just uh, with Sterling uh, in the left wing position or across the front three. Now we're going to move on to the right wing position. And we've got a lot of choices here, but it's not as strong as a, as a left wing position. We've got players like Saka, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Sancho, Greenwood as well. I'm going to give it to you, Thinesh, and who you think should be starting for us in England. Or at least going to the squad. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good that we've got... Um quite a lot of young options in this position. I think, like you said, it's, it's probably up for grabs. I don't think it's set in stone um, for any of these players at the moment. Personally, I think Saka's been amazing this season. My boy, star boy. The star, star boy, boy yeah. I think, um, like I said, he's he's so young at the moment. He's, he's a raw talent. We know how good he is um, on that right-hand side. And I think, arguably, he's been the the best right winger we've had this season obviously we know how good Sancho has been for Dortmund um, but from what I've seen of Saka we just know how good he is and how influential he's been for Arsenal this season and I really hope um, he he just gets the chance to keep playing uh, especially for England as well because that will just only boost his confidence going forward what do you guys think uh, just comparing Sancho and Saka what do you think is different in terms of their play style I mean I mean, this is my time to shine here. So 
Look, I'm going to speak more on Saka instead of Sancho just because of my ex- uh, expertise in quotation marks on Arsenal. But with Saka, I think it's his temperament and his mentality in terms of uh, playing in the big games and the big uh, situations. He's been our most re- like reliable player and we've relied on him so much throughout this season, especially in the first half, to pull us out of uh, tough situations. And I think that kind of temp- temperament will be valuable, invaluable for England and Gareth Southgate. Um, of course, the way I see it, I think uh, Sancho is realistically going to start or some because he's done it for longer in at, in top level football for Dortmund, for example. And I do think Saka will no doubt will be in the squad because all, not just his ability to play well in the uh, right wing position, he's also able to play left left back, centre mid and a variety of other positions as well. So that'll be invaluable just for squad depth. But yeah, so yeah. How about you, Dylan? You know, I think it's, I, I wouldn't have no issue over Saka or Sancho. I mean, Saka, like you said, can play at left, left back and that's where Southgate has played him before. But then I guess if you were short on striking options, I guess Sancho can operate as a second striker if he needs to. And, he's, and he probably would operate as one more than Saka would. Um, and obviously Sancho has been starting um, for England. So, I mean, at this current at this current moment, I'd probably start with Saka. But if Sancho starts, I don't think people could have too many complaints. They would both make my squad. What, what about, about someone like, like um, Greenwood? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, Greenwood, yeah, I mean, Greenwood, I mean, he's not played enough football, I don't think, this, this year. I mean, he's like... I know Finnish, you rate him really highly in terms of his finishing. And I think his time will come. Um, and he will definitely make future England squads. I don't think that's any any, any question. But I just think this tournament will probably come one too quick for him. I think he just needs to play a bit more football. I know he's been on the fringes of Oli's team, been in and out. Um, and that will come. And Hudson-Odoi, I think there's just... Probably at the moment, there's just too much competition ahead of him. And again, he's I know he's playing a bit more football under Thomas Tuchel. Um, but he wasn't like a regular for Lampard and wasn't playing every in and out every week. Um, but he has the quality to to make it at that level. So we'll see. Do you think, like, depending on how strongly Chelsea will finish and the minutes that Callum Hudson-Odoi will play in that, that will be a big factor in him going being in the uh, squad, like like a starter? As in what, starting for England? I mean, I don't think yeah. it'll make much of a difference. I don't think he'll start. I can't see him starting in any in my opinion, any scenario, and I don't think Gareth would start him regardless how many minutes he plays between now and the season. His minutes will probably only affect whether he gets in the squad, which I don't think he will. Um, like, Bellingham's been left out of the under-21 squad, so there's always always a chance that he will be... His, his sort of spot might go to Jude um, coming in. I think Greenwood's been included in the under-21 squad as well, so I guess, I guess that probably nails a coffin on the senior squad for this for this this summer's Euros. Yeah, I was just going to say, it was quite odd that Greenwood got picked for the under-21s. So I do feel kind of bad for him in that sense because he had such a good season last season to thought they should just throw him straight away into the senior squad. So like you said, it probably does sort of lay the foundation for Saka and Santo to really sort of tie down those positions. And like you said, I wouldn't be opposed to either one of them starting. Um, Probably... I think, like Kaj said as well, Sancho will probably start in that role, but it would be really good to see Saka. I think the creativity um, and just something about a left footer cutting inside from the right, I really like that. So That Iron Robin, isn't it? Yeah. That Iron Robin. <laughs> Iron. Uh, no, like the... I mean, 
Saka's gone off the boil for the last few games um, ever since Benfica. I think he's played a lot of minutes. So that's the one thing I might put against him because I think a lot of players are, will be a lot more fresher when it... Like even Foden can play on the right, right? And he hasn't played nowhere near as many minutes compared to Saka. So I think he could be a much more effective option depending on what who we're playing and so on. But it's just great to know that we have a wealth of different options available and it's looking good for Gareth Southgate. These are good problems for him to have. Um, before we... I mean, I think... W- Let's move on from the right wing position to the striking position, right? I think it's very hard to put an argument against Kane starting. Do you guys have like any other arguments against? Like, I think there's no argument. I, I think there's no argument. I, there's no yeah. scenario I can see where Kane does not start unless he's injured. I, that, I still don't. I, I don't like him, by the way, I, just because he's a Spurs <laughs> player. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But yeah, how about you, Kenish? Yeah, he is probably in the top five strikers in the world I don't think many could argue with that and I'm quite blessed that we have someone that good in probably the most pivotal position um at a European tournament so so good to see him play really well he's had his injuries but we know how good he is and I like that he's adding more of a creative role to his game as he's got older I think he's realized that he can't you know make the runs in behind like he used to He's not actually as slow as people think. I think people don't give him credit for how much pace he actually has because he can. I've definitely seen him like rinse a yeah, few people. Think, he's not like Giroud. <laughs> I don't want to rinse Giroud every episode, but he's not like that kind of level of being exactly. Slow, yeah. He, yeah, he's so, he's very agile, but he, I like that he drops in. He drops in deep and he links the play, and it makes sense for England as well because obviously the pace on the wings is what we have, so we can unleash that. Um, you know, if you can find those passes. And his passing is incredible, honestly. I think there's not very few strikers, I think, that have that in their locker. Um, so, amazing finisher. The complete forward. Can't wait, yeah. Hopefully he just stays I'm, fit at this point. That's all I'm worried about. I mean, one thing that could be interesting is because he's got added this new layer of creativity to his game, it might mean that in terms of the front, like the three behind him or like the, the two wingers that he plays against, we might reduce the number of creative players there and have more goal scorers. So have players more like Rashford, Sterling, instead of someone like Grealish, and Matt, who, to be fair, have still scored. But you know that Rashford has a more eye, has a greater eye for goal compared to his creativity, right? And that's just one one of those. It's just another layer of tactical flexibility that these players offer for Gareth Southgate, right? It's just we're, what we're reiterating compared to what previous England sides have, which is just great, isn't it? I mean, there's no doubt that he will be the number one. But what do we think about some of these other options? Because obviously we've got quite a few English strikers this season have had really good seasons. The likes of Calvert-Lewin, Bamford, Wilson, Ings. Who would you guys take out? I like, how, I like how you're adding Wilson in there. I like how Why you're adding wouldn't I? He Wilson. scored 10 goals. No, nah, come on, mate. Come Who on, scored 10 Calo- goals for Calo- Arsenal? Calo- <laughs> That's what I thought. Are you mad? Abameyang still in his like, worst season school. Like, I think he's close to 20 goals, right? All right. He still scored, definitely scored 10 goals, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, let's not make this about Arsenal, win it. Don't try it. But no, Callum, I mean, Dylan, you, I'm going to let you speak because I've spoken too much now, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, for me, it's you just want to, you want a slightly different option to, to Kane. And I guess based on form, probably Dominic Calvert Lewin. I mean, I'm a big Danny Ings fan, I, I can't deny. Um, I think his injuries have definitely hampered him this season, which is why his numbers have tailed off. Um, 
So he, he, I mean, if it, if it was Danny Ings was fit and he had scored the number of goals he scored last season, he would, I think he would make my squad ahead of DCL. But DCL, the way he plays, he's good in the air. I think we can get our crosses in, like you said, with the pace and the wings. I think it will suit him to to start, either start or come off the bench, depending on how what formation Gareth plays. Um, I think he's he has to go. He's he's young young enough as well. So his first tournament is the only thing that I can think that might phase him. But I don't think that should be a concern. Yeah, I didn't I rate him at all, like Calvert Lewin last season. I th- I always thought he was pretty average, oh. but I think he's molded himself into a a really good forward. And like Dylan said, he's got the best years ahead of him now. And I think playing under Ancelotti, like I'm I'm glad that Ancelotti's put the faith in him. He could have easily gone out and said to the chairman, "I want I want you to buy me a forty fifty million pound striker." Like we can't rely on this guy who's come through our youth system, but. He's been brilliant. He's pretty similar to Kane as well, I think, in terms of the mould that he likes to come deep to win the ball, link up the play with the wingers, Richarlison, Sigurdsson, James, etc. So they're quite similar. He's more of a threat behind, like running in behind. Exactly, yeah. And he's brilliant in the air as well. We know we've got so many good crosses of the ball. I know we can rely on him to score from a set piece, which I think England have been really good at more recently. So... That would be a good option off the bench for sure. I don't know if we'd take a, a third striker. Personally, I wouldn't. I, um, I don't just because we have Rashford, and I think because he can pl- he play in the left wing. Yeah, and he can play as a backup striker, and and we have. Let's how do how do I phrase this? The talent we have in the midfield and like attacking midfield positions, winging positions, winger positions, are much higher than like the, our striker positions. At least after Kane, yeah, where I'm coming from. So yeah, that's yeah. why I just don't say it. Um. I think personally we should go for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I I do like how Antonio has been playing for West Ham. I think he's been phenomenal this season, taking them in contention for top four. But I think what I like about the squad is that there are a lot of young players, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin is part of the future, right? He's twenty three. I think he's twenty three years old. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So Antonio's like thirty, and I think it's better to go with this mindset than what we for tournaments than. You know when we continuously persist with certain like a certain age profile, and that's what I think. Um, I don't know. Do you have any more final uh, closing thoughts? Just on Antonio, it's actually interesting, yeah. isn't he? Like he he's something completely different to what the other strikers are. He's a bully. Like yeah. when I wouldn't want to come up he's against him if I if <laughs> I was a, a defender. He he bullies defenders for fun. So he would be a really interesting option. It's just the fitness, isn't it? It's a real shame yeah. that he just can't keep himself fit. But I personally it, like Bamford as Yeah, as I well, really like Bamford it's too. It's a shame, to be honest. Yeah. Too many options, I guess, isn't it? Too many options. Who would have thought? Eh? Yeah, I mean, who would have thought this, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, I think that's about it. I mean, do you have any other more closing thoughts about the England squad? I just want to reiterate what you said about the age. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's such a young squad. Like, I remember going to the World Cup and we're like 32-year-old Ashley Young there. And I was thinking, that's probably not the future. <laughs> that's not, true. Not the future so, of, of England, really, is it? I mean, he's had a good season in Syria. Let, let's, let's not forget that. But, I mean, if we look at this squad, right, I mean, what, the oldest players are probably about 30, like Henderson. It's probably Walker, isn't it? 32. Henderson, Walker. Yeah, Walker's 32. Henderson's 30, I think. Nick Pope is probably, I think he's 30 as well or something. So it's not a terribly old squad. And that's what I like about it. The rest of them, are, everyone's below the age of 32, which is which is great. And there's like quite a few, like, if Bellingham does make it, for example... And Saka, they're like teenagers still, aren't they? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's all you can really ask for. And that's what we wanted, just players. That, yeah. Um, I guess that's closes off our 
England discussion really. We're gonna so for our listeners, we're gonna have a a poll on Instagram and Twitter to discuss uh, what our England squads are and let us know your thoughts on who you'd want to take to both the Euros and the World Cup in a few years as well. Um, I'm, before we end it, I'm gonna close it, give it to Finish to close it off the episode. Cheers, Kaj. As always, thanks for listening, guys. It was a really good pod uh, to record. Probably one of my favourite topics as well. As always, if you could make sure you follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I think on Apple Podcasts will be good if you could leave us a review as well. And follow us on our socials at btg underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Cheers, everyone, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>